Folks, welcome back to another episode of the OCCTOs podcast. I am Marco, your host, and today my guest is Aaron Seabog, uh, the CTO over at Common Areas, based out of Tustin, California, just up the uh, five freeway from me in Irvine. Aaron, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Marco. Great. Well, I mean, tell us about yourself. Tell us about, um, you know, common areas. Why don't you go ahead? We can start by, you know, having you introduce yourself to our uh, community and the audience and uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background. Perfect. Thank you. So I'm Aaron Sebaugh. I've been uh, in technology for uh, a little bit over 20 years now. Um, I had the luxury of starting and, you know, 1999, where, you know, the world was at the top of the technology point, going into um, doing things with uh, disconnecting DSL lines for some of the great telcos of the time. So very exciting time. I actually started doing software engineering um, shortly after that. Uh, you know, when you're disconnecting telco lines and there's a lot of movement and telco DSLs blowing up, there's... There's a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity to create technologies to really help people learn how to do their jobs and and I literally would spend you know come to work two hours early stay two hours late and I was learning how to develop um, write software and ended up developing like a knowledge base so that all the different areas of groups around me would learn how to do their jobs better and faster and keep up with all the the demand that was going on so from that point. That propelled me into my career of doing software development. Um, I work for a company called T-Tech, which provide customer experience uh, technologies and outsourcing and people for Fortune 500 companies. So throughout my career, I've, I, I spent about 14 years there from a software developer, and I left there about 14 years later as an executive director. Got to work with some of the most amazing companies from you know, DirecTV to AT&T, well, both of those companies are the same now, um, financial institutions, things like that. Um, got to really look into their businesses and see how to improve their processes, improve their technologies, help them with their business goals, and, and really meet a lot of phenomenal people. I, you know, the company I work for, it was really challenging when I left because um, the, the people that you work with throughout everything that you do are, you know, those relationships, those challenges that you work through with everybody. Those are really the things that like help you throughout your entire life. And, 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 and that was awesome. So after being at T-Tech for, for 14 years, I decided to go to another company in, in Orange County. And that company was Alorica. Uh, I was really good really good friends with the CIO at Alorica and he had brought me into there and said, Hey, they were, they were about 600 million. And, and he had said, Hey, remember the times when, you know, we were building some of the coolest software, had the opportunity to work with some of the most amazing clients. He's like, I want you to come here and help us grow this company. So um, about two and a half years later, I left Alorica and we had, you know, grown from, 600 million to about 2.4 billion left with about 96,000 employees. So, um, and that was really exciting. Although you could imagine the tremendous amount of work of doing all that. 
So, so then I decided to go to something a little bit more focused on software development, and I joined Common Areas, which was a startup that was focused on property and facility maintenance and management. And quite honestly, I had no clue what pro- property facility maintenance and management was. But you know, through through nearly uh, nearly eighteen years of working with, you know, it didn't matter if it was like a, a real estate businesses or telcos or you know uh, retail industries. It didn't matter. You're really in the world of technology. You're trying to solve a problem, and you're trying to almost all the time. You're trying to build things that nobody else has done before because everybody has unique challenges. So I joined Common Areas as a CTO over their product development and their technology in general. If it looks or smells like technology, it kind of falls under, under my purview. So, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's great context. Thank you for that intro. Um, I'm curious to hear from you how you see your, your customer experience uh, context kind of provided you with the tools to manage and lead, uh, you know, from the CTO office now, if you don't mind uh, just, you know, touching on that. You, you know, that's really interesting because I think about that a lot as I go through nearly every day. And basically when you come through that customer experience context is everything is about the outcomes that you're able to achieve in a scalable, very cost-effective way and very long-term strategic way where you don't have to reinvent the wheel and you don't have to, you don't really have to redo things. So you look at those, those cost structures and you say, how do I solve the problem the best way and the, the fastest and the cheapest, right? And, and with the best quality. So that has actually really helped me in my career now as a CTO you know, where you can look at a problem and, and I'm responsible for the, for the direction, the strategy, the software development of our product and everything else. And it really is getting everybody to get into the point where they're rising to the challenge of producing the impossible, right? Because building a product right now in today's day and age where everything already exists, you really have to be very innovative. So you have to throw out these really lofty goals and you have to say, how do we come together as a team to, to really do it better than anybody else, to really do it faster than anybody else and to be, you, you know, really throw out these challenges and you have to get the entire team to invest in that, to really accomplish that together. So, so, and that I've had the opportunity of doing that every day for my entire career. And it like, I can't wait to get to work in the morning and I, have a hard time stopping every night you know not that i don't like the balance of life and everything else but literally it's so engaging these these challenges that we face today are awesome it's it's hard to put stuff to to bed especially now that we're all working from our, our homes and you know it's hard to draw the line especially when you're doing the stuff that you love and when you're passionate about it i i hear you that's true that's very true all right thank you aaron so uh so what's going on over at uh, uh, Common Areas? Tell me, what, what are you guys working on that you would like to share with the rest of the community and maybe think about, uh, you know, challenges that you're faced with or just overall, you know, maybe start by, you know, giving us, you know, what is it that you guys are up to there? Sure, that's, that's a very good question. So 
So Common Areas, as I was saying, is a company that provides, we provide like a codeless platform for property and facility maintenance and management. So it's a technology that allows you to configure itself to meet your business challenges in those specific areas. So if you think about any facility right now, and literally today, today's time right now couldn't even be more challenging because you've got a lot of a lot of things going on in the world. If you look at like the retail space, which is one of our clients, like retail is coming into a lot of challenges where you don't have a lot of retail use and everything, but you've, you've got a lot of pent up areas where like you still have to do maintenance on these buildings. You still have to do understand and manage your assets. Still got all these things going on there where like particularly in Southern California, a lot of these areas are not being used, right? So, and then you look at other areas of, of retail, like um, your entertainment areas, your different, your different things like that. Those are going through, how do you manage those things in a very, and raise up the cost effective areas where they can look at how do they reduce cost? How do they manage things in a way where, because a lot of, a lot of people are not able to use those. Right. And then you've got other areas where there is a, there is a lot like, you still have apartments, you still have like restaurants and you still have like all these new processes that have been going on with, um, you know, what's been going on with the pandemic where you have to manage the, the hygiene of the building. You need to have, make sure that people are safe and you, you have to provide technologies around that so that, so that people can really say, Hey, every day and the disciplines that people have to do in these buildings like if you go to a restaurant and you feel safe and comfortable, it's because people are constantly around you making sure that it's clean, making sure that your menus are there. Well, that happens because of discipline and everything else. So one of the things that, you know, in the onset of, of the pandemic and everything else is we started creating technologies so that companies can manage um, their processes so that they can make sure that they can go in through inspections and establish you know, schedule processes so they can do cleanings and, and everything else. So one of the things that we've been doing is trying to see how we're allowing people to actually go through those challenges today. So that, that's been one area of, of a tremendous amount of excitement, how we can use our technology to really respond to what's going on today. We're describing kind of how, uh, you know, the new way of, you know, conducting ourselves is, is kind of shifting how some of these retailers, uh, et cetera, are, are managing their properties. I'd like to hear from you. What challenges is, does that leave you with from a technology, um, you know, development, innovation, maybe even like, uh, you know, adapting your products perspective? How is that impacting or what challenges are you being faced with uh, and overcoming? Well, I would say two different things is, is one, from a perspective of clients, our clients are making very short-term, the world right now that we live in, the world is making very short-term decisions because nobody knows what the world is going to be 60 days from now, 90 days from now, 120 days from now. So the strategy where you, where you normally can talk to clients and you can say, hey, think about five years out those conversations don't work anymore. They're like, don't bother with five years out. I have a 30 day problem I have to solve. So, so like we're racing towards helping everybody solve these really 
immediate challenges because like, like things change are changing constantly. So one of the things that we did early on with our technology, and I go back to like the codeless capability is our, our ability to really, without writing any code, just change the way that the system works. And our clients can re- reconfigure. Our, we have professional services teams that can reconfigure the solution and the software so that if they're like, hey, I need to do this tomorrow, right? It is a matter of building out forms, building out workflow, but not writing a line of code and then testing the configuration so that you can successfully launch these things for the, to meet these clients' business demands. So that's how we, like, in our first inception of what we're, you know, we're doing in our, in our latest version of our product is making sure that we're enabling clients to really hit their successes to make sure that it's their problems we're solving versus us coming up with, hey, here's what we think your problem is and here's a solution around it. We love to solve problems and we've created technology around, around doing that. So being able to like, I like to call it pivot and pounce, right? Is you find a problem, you pivot and you pounce on that and you have like a, a, pro, a, a solve for that problem immediately. So it's, re- it's actually really exciting during this time. Um, but that doesn't mean there's not a lot of challenges with, you know, there, a lot of companies are, you know, their decisions are created in uncertainty. So there's definitely a lot of challenges there with working with different, different businesses. I can imagine, especially in some of the industries you've mentioned, uh, like you said, it's really like a short term game and, you know, see how it, you know, see how it sticks and continue from there. Absolutely. So Aaron, how are you uh, introducing innovation to uh, your company or to some of these industries that you are, are servicing via the common uh, areas platform? You know, it's, it's very interesting because I go back to the very first time that I thought about innovation. And I have to admit, I never really sat there and thought about innovation as something. But I actually looked at a need right? A problem. And what happened when you run into a problem is innovation occurs at that time, right? So when you have something that is very complex and very, that has to be solved is innovation happens when you have something like that there. So what I like to do is I like to examine things and understand the challenges that we need to go and solve, right? So, so in our, in our technologies, we just went through um, a graph implementation, right? So graph technology is, from a database perspective, is, I mean, relatively bleeding edge compared to the rest of the gra- database technologies out there. But we were looking at solving a problem from relationships between assets and, and, and properties and people and and all these different things, all these different attributes that you can have there and the fact that we wanted them to be like schema-less and we wanted to be able to move extraordinarily quick. So the challenge of doing that is here's this massive area where, where we have a problem where we don't want anything to be fixed. We want to be able to move really quick. We want to be able to provide our clients lightning speed to solve their problems. And and, and so, therefore, we introduced, you know, a database into our platform called Graph. Now, the interesting about that to answer your question is, well, how do you introduce innovation? 
I think you introduce innovation or my strategy of doing that is creating lofty goals where you can't use the same things that you have there today to solve problems. And you've got to look for innovative ways to actually come up with those. You know, if, if it was easy to do, you'd go grab a, you know, an easy database, you'd go grab some other stuff and you do what everybody else is doing. But if you make the challenge and you say, have a vision of how you want to solve it better than everybody else, or, you know, make sure that you're doing that. That's where innovation occurs. Innovation occurs because there's a need for it. It's great that you bring up, uh, you know, real life, uh, you know, scenarios and, and practical uh, examples. I, I, I love that. So how do you how do you approach it? Just out of curiosity, I mean, do you do a little like a like a virtual uh, war room, you know, whiteboard session with your DBA or with your uh, architect? You know, how does that? You know, just walk me through. How do you normally, uh, you know? go about it you know for me and i like to create i like to point out big problems to the team but i like to give them a little bit of you know foreshadowing around this is coming up this is this is a big problem and you start identifying you know what that problem is early on and you allow people to think about it right and you start kind of talking to everybody about how big the problem is and letting their minds really percolate around that And then throughout time, you also, and this is not like months, but, you know, weeks is you kind of start hinting in directions. You start in, in unconnected but connected areas, right? You're all like, hey, I read this article that people have solved this challenge here. I, you know, read this or you start introducing things early on and then you start getting your team involved, right? You get on a conference bridge and you're like, hey, we have to solve this problem and we have X amount of time to solve this problem because our business needs to move forward on it. And that's where everybody is mentally prepared and they've been thinking about it. It's been percolating and everything else. They've been educating themselves and reading articles or even looking at other things as, as that. So then when it's time to solve, it's like, It's like you've been building yourself to rise to the challenge of solving an innovative problem. At that point in time, you're, you're there, you're ready, you're educated, and, and, and you're, you're all working towards that. There's, there's a key point there, though, is that, is that you have to be prepared to do that. Because getting a bunch of people in a room without doing research or out some of that previous kind of understanding or letting your brain get in there, it's hard to form any sort of like thought around it. So it's like sometimes when you start innovative collaborations, you're like, okay, let's start. And then you're like, wait, we have to go do a ton of research on this. And then you have to come back to the drawing table and everything else. So I like to prepare, you know, my, my team and, and everything else, my leads and my everything else. I like to pair, prepare them in advance You know, just by giving tidbits of, hey, this is coming up, this is coming up, so that when the rubber meets the road, they know it's go time. And you can't go back and say, look, I need a day or two or five days to research. It's like you know that when, that when these things are coming down, that there is going to be, you know, the day where it's like, hey, problem comes up, we've got to go solve it. And we've been given all the warning signs to go do that. That's great. So. At least have, uh, you know, a quasi heads up on, you know, wrap your head around, you know, 
Hey, there's stuff coming down soon. I can tell there's these little nuggets here and there. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So I'd, I'd like to maybe uh, move into the area of, um, you know, as a, as a CTO and as you've held some of these leadership positions in, in these very uh, large organizations and, and you know, great companies, um, I'd like to maybe help provide some advice in the form of, you know, what are some of the, you know, most valuable pieces of advice, Aaron, that you've received from either, uh, uh, you know, a peer, a mentor, something that has really impacted you in your, you know, career and your development as a, as an executive, as a developer, uh, transitioning into a, a more of a management and then executive position, uh, go as far back as, you know, you'd like, but, you know, think about, you know, what, what can you share with our community that's been, um, uh, valuable to you in your career? You, you know what, the, the interesting thing, and this is probably the hardest question you've asked me because I've had the opportunity of working with some of the most amazing people. And every day I'm learning from, every day I've learned from somebody and there's always some massive thing where I'm like, wow, that's revolution, how, how I want to think about things or, you know, how it influenced me to, to do different things in my career. But if I were to talk, take the top, couple of things right and i would look at one you, you know a, a phenomenal a, a good friend of mine and a, and a cto of uh, of another company um he's been a cio and cto of many companies you know i don't know if he realized like one of the things that he's always he always said like really sparked something in me and he's <laughs> it's very funny but he's like it's all about the peeps right it is about your team. It is about your company. It is about your peers. It is about the problems that you're solving. It's not about you. It is about everybody else. And it is about how you're really trying to revolutionize things to solve their challenges that they're seeing, right? When you, when you look at like employee experience, right? You're solving employee experience. You're not it's not about technology. It's about what technology can do for others, right? And, and that's one of the, one of the one, th one things that I think is phenomenal. Apart, and also because, like, you work with people. Like, I look at my team, and my team probably say, hey, they see way too much of me. But that's like 50, 60, 70% of my, life, my waking life I spend with my team, right? Or I spend with peers of my company or you know, in time, at times talking to clients, like it literally is all about the people and the problems that they're going through and being the person to say, hey, look, I have the power and I have the, the people to help you work through that. So it is literally all about the people and their challenges. So for me, that's been number one in my career that I, it's somebody had, you know, given me the advice to do. The second thing is, you know, one thing I learned from observation from a lot of leaders is literally when you're standing in a line with, with your peers and you think about when you're beginning as a developer and your first management role, your first, you know, leadership role and everything else, there is a critical time when, when somebody above you says, hey, I have this massive challenge, I need to get this done. And you can see people who, who are like, I don't know if I can get this done. Personally, from my perspective, I would always raise my hand. The harder it was, I'd be like, I want to try that. I, I want to figure out how to conquer this problem. 
and be the one who's like, no, I'm not going to go back and do what I was necessarily what I was doing. But I want to help, you know, tackle the things that are like that. That's got a lot of hair on it. It's really challenging, right? So those are the things. And then, and then the other thing that another leader told me, and I think this is really important, is he's like, you know, I, I talked to him. There was like a lot of adjustments that we were going through when I was like a director. And he's like, Aaron, he's like, I want to tell you a story. And he had worked at AT&T and he had told me a story that I literally blown on to the rest of my career. He's like, He's like, he was going through promotions in his career and he, he had done a lot of awesome things and he had worked for somebody and he's like, look, he's like, you're more than capable and competent in doing what you're doing. But I want you to understand that it's not about you. It's about raising the bar for the entire organization, for the entire company. And he's like, don't worry about you. Don't worry about your organization. But how do you do that? That's that's very interesting how you, you know, from the position of the CTO, you can not only obviously lead the technology agenda, but also influence other people's uh, careers, their, you know, their, their development, potentially their lives. So I, I agree with uh, your mentors' um, um, advice. Uh, one final question before I let you go, Aaron. I know we're uh, right at the uh, half hour mark here. Um, tell me about... Uh, What's been the biggest surprise that you've uh, encountered in your career? Wow, that is, um, I thought I knew the answer to that a year ago, and I've been pondering, I'm pondering that is, you know, I think, I think in today's, today's age, I think, I think today has been one of the biggest challenges that I've experienced in, in my entire career. And I, and I'll tell you why is, and, and who knows, maybe, maybe the world will help you with me on this, but, you know, literally over the last 90 days, the entire world has changed. Technology has changed. Like people have set plans that they had figured in the next 10 years, we're going to try to get pe- entire companies to work from home. We're going to get collaboration, at, you know, going at mass scales. We're going to change everything the entire game changing i i literally can't think and i and i've li- I lived through like the 2000s when the dot-com bubble bubble changed and you had to reimagine things and 2008 when the financial crisis happened you really had to think about how you're doing things then like right now i have never been i've never been more like from a different from two perspectives i've never been more concerned there's never been more changes but i've never been more surprised in such a positive way around people like the coming together and creating new relationships with the same people in different ways creating new experience with people creating new services i mean i mean right now people are using technologies the way that i never even i never even imagined i mean the other day I walked into my walked into my living room and my and my wife was on Zoom working out on a group workout thing. And I'm like, wait, wait, I, I never imagined that to happen. So from both like the people experiences of everybody in this world, and literally in this world coming together, experiencing the same thing, all working through things, I from a from like uh, the most pleasant area and in, 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 in me is 
I've never seen more of a surprise of that togetherness to conquer something. So for, for my perspective, and you know, it's very weird to be able to be in this interview now is, I mean, that is the biggest surprise to have the world all on the same page, all focusing on the same challenge. And literally when you like, you have a conference call and you're, you, you know, I have a six year old son and, and everything else. And he pops into my conference call like two years ago, we watched videos and say how very weird that was and how you do that. But I mean, today that is a reality, right? So, so I got to be honest, and that is one of the biggest challenges that that I see. But I also the the imagination, the the respect that I have for everybody in the world and the way that they're coming together to solve that is just beyond impressive. So. I love I love that you focus on the positive. You know, it's the the glass half full, half empty conversation. It's it's amazing. It's a great philosophy, Aaron. I would always say that it's not about the glass half full or half empty. It would just be fill the glass, whatever it is. Just fill the glass. <laughs> just freaking filled it. I love that. I love it, Aaron. I really appreciate you taking the time in your uh, afternoon to connect with me. And uh, I trust this is going to be valuable to a lot of people listening out there. Uh, the whole premise of our community is to bring thought leadership together. And since we're not able to uh, go out and have drinks or, you know, share pizza and uh, a brief talk after work, we think this is a good medium to bring, uh, you know, some of uh, our fine uh, CTOs as, uh, you know, knowledge there to the rest of the community. So with that, I will wrap up our, our conversation. It's been very fun, Aaron, connecting with you. I, I again, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time and, uh, you know, you're more than welcome to join us for our roundtables uh, when we're allowed to go back out for, uh, you know, after-hour drinks. Excellent, Marco. Well, it was a pleasure to be able to chat with you today, and I look forward to uh, all of your interviews coming up and look forward to uh, getting together for a roundtable. Awesome. Thank right. you, sir. Well, yeah, take care.